0: Welcome back. Damien Watson with you here on SEN, your home of sport. If you want to text in, 0433 98 11 16. While footy finals are firmly ensconced in the minds of sporting fans in Australia at the moment, it also signals around this time of year that the cricketing summer is on the horizon. There's plenty happening overseas as well. There's a lot of drama, I guess, as to how international cricket's going to be coordinated during this COVID period depending on how long it continues to go for. I welcome in Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, as always, to discuss the latest cricketing news. How are you, Menners?
1: Damien, I'm chipper tonight because the domestic cricket season has started. Yes. So that's put me in a very good mood.
0: Yeah, gee, weren't the WA players in rub machine mode? (laughs) It was absolutely magnificent display from them. South Australia, well, they've had their domestic troubles over the last 25 years, and that continued. I think the Duckworth Lewis method was employed technically, but WA comfortable winners by 78 runs. And Mitch Marsh, it was a fantastic performance from him and also a number of other contributors with the bat. Alex Carey played a lone hand at the top of the order for South Australia. If it wasn't for him, they would have been absolutely demoralised and embarrassed.
1: Yeah, WA looked in fine form. South Australia haven't won a game in 19 months. I think it is now. I think they didn't win a game all last season, so they're in the middle of a really poor run. But I think overall, a great start for the summer for Australian cricket. 300 scored. Uh, Three players you actually want to see scoring runs: Mitch Marsh, Phillip, and Carey. Or you know, players you'd expect to be sort of knocking on uh, national. Um, the national team. So, you know, that was a positive start. Jason Berendorf took four wickets for WA. He's, you know, a fine bowler and good to see him bowling well. So, yeah, very positive stuff. And then on Friday, the Sheffield Shield start, the same two teams um, squaring off in the first uh, domestic first-class game of the summer. So, yeah, really interesting week to cricket. And South Australia South will be desperately keen to fight back after this loss. Jason Gillespie, the coach. Um, has the team now, so he'll want to turn it around.
0: Well, it's a the thing. They've had a lack of success for so long. Do you give them a chance against WA? They fought out from memory the corresponding game last year. The first game of the Shield summer they played was also against WA. They fought it out for a draw. Do you think they'll be competitive enough this time round?
1: Look, the big difference between last season and this season Jason Gillespie. Been here for the whole pre season and has been working with the team. Uh, the previous season, I think he was still finishing up in Sussex. So um, they've got a better chance. I think this year they've recruited well, um, brought in a couple of players from around the country. So I expect actually South Australia to perform better, um, but I think this will still be a building block summer. I think we'll probably see the best of them next season. Um, yeah, but I think that, you know, the, the WA is just stacked with talent. That lineup they put out today with. You know, both Marsh brothers, Phillippe, Inglis, Cameron Green, Ashton Turner, oh. um, Ashton A. It uh, was just stacked.
0: Even Josh Inglis, he could hit a number of sixes uh, when he's on song.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Adam Gilchrist is um, a big fan of Josh Inglis's work and sort of thinks he's, you know, pretty close to being the next national um, keeper. So, yeah, he's a fantastic player. And that lineup was a, just a... It was a sort
0: of um, all-star line-up from WA. Absolutely. We're speaking with Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Filter podcast. Got Queensland v Tasmania next week as well, so we might do an early preview of that. How do you think those sides will go? Obviously, last year when they met in the corresponding game, Queensland won by well over an innings. I can't remember the amount of runs on top of it, but it did come down to probably the last half hour to round out the win through the aid of Mitch Swepson. How do you think the Queenslanders will go this time round against the Taswegians?
1: I think the Queenslanders have got a, another fine team, defending champions, of course, um, but with Manus Labishane and Usman Kowaja up the top, uh, I think they're, they're a good team. So I expect them to do pretty well again. Um, it's just the Shield match and a, a Marsh One Day yeah. Cup match next week, and then that's that's it for the schedule. That's all we know. Afterwards, it's a complete mystery, so it's really hard to predict what's going to happen and beyond uh, next week. Do you have any idea at all, or is it
0: still a bit of a closed shop? I suppose they're still working out the logistics, but it'll be interesting because as time gets nearer, if they are going to organise accommodation, unless it's in the works now, there's there's not much
1: time left i am just no idea. I've, I've received no um, word whether any of the teams from New, whether New South Wales or Victoria have left the state. I don't think they have. I'm sure if New South Wales had, they would have um, released a press release. So I think they're just waiting it out. And you know, with this sort of mythical 70% double vax and then 80% double vax, maybe they're hoping that when we reach those targets and the stay-at-home orders are, are slightly lifted that, that they can play cricket, even if it's, you know, New South Wales playing Victoria or if some other states won't let them in. Um, but I think what we're really seeing is a, a reluctance from the players to go into sort of hubs and quarantine and to avoid it as much as possible because they know it's going to be a very long summer. And also, you know, the cost of doing that does um, sort of add up on Cricket Australia. So... I'm sure they're keen to just see if they can dodge, um, you know, the COVID restrictions and, and get enough cricket into the players. It's, but it's, it's a real mystery.
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting. As a fixture nuffy I'm going to watch with interest. Now, the Aussie women's cricket right. team, they continued their record-breaking one-day streak with a convincing victory over India and Mackay. I mean, how good is this team? A lot of these players haven't played since March, April, and they've come out as if they've never left. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean, 25th consecutive win in this format, just an imperious performance. Uh, India batted first and made 225, and I thought that was actually a tricky little total for Australia. As you say, having not played much cricket lately, the the wicket in Mackay looked a bit slow. I thought the Indian bowlers might be able to trouble, the top order, but it wasn't to be. Lisa Healy feasted on the Indian bowling like she did at the World Cup final in March 2020, and... She hit a runner ball seventy seven. Rachel Haynes, just oh, a silky ninety three not out at the other end. She she just she's such a perfect partner for Healy, isn't she? game in she just nudges nudges it around and works into her innings and um, almost a silent assassin. And then um, Meg Lanning fifty not out in a two hundred game for Australia. So uh, fantastic day for the the team.
0: They're going to be beaten at all in this multi-format series. That sounds arrogant. And I think the Indians will probably improve upon their performance. So no, there's a part of me that thinks the streak could end. But geez, based on that first one day, there's a lot for the Indians to improve on, particularly as you say in their bowling stocks. Do you think they can pull off an upset?
1: Most certainly. I, this Indian team's punchy. They they do tend to lift against Australia. They save their best performances for when they play against Australia. So. I actually you know sort of expect the series to get closer, and i actually think that performance in the first game with the bat showed promise uh that easily could have been rolled for one seventy um and and it even been a, a much easier game for australia so they they did sort of fight for the end and yeah i I think they'll um you yeah, know they'll take a few points in this multi format series.
0: How brilliant was Darcy Brown, too? She took four wickets in just her second one-day international, and you've got Hannah Darlington debuting as well and taking a couple of wickets. They're both pretty young. There's plenty of young pace depth for the Aussies. After for many years, they were probably dominated by spinners, but there's a big pace brigade that has emerged over the last five years.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's a whole crop of young players emerging that have been playing in the WBBL and you know been able to benefit from the rising professionalism of the game. Um, you know, Stella Campbell in the squad is one to watch. Yeah. Maitland Brown, another. Um, so I expect, um, you know, we'll see them later in the series. Stella Campbell's a very tall, quick bowler, and I think she'll cause um, trouble for the Indians maybe in the test match. But, yeah, really good team. And you're right, they're best act.
0: Just on Maitland Brown, I noticed you spoke to her on your podcast. She's a bit of a quirky character, which a lot of people like, and I find her very entertaining. And uh, I noticed you brought out the closed-mouth singing routine, which uh, is quite remarkable. I still can't believe she can do that. Uh, How is she to chat to?
1: Uh, She's a fantastic um, cricketer and a fantastic personality. Um, She was in quarantine. So, um, you know, I got her in a situation where she couldn't escape because uh, (laughs) she's locked in a hotel room. So we spoke for an hour over Zoom. And, look, she's she's a terrific story. She had a horrific injury last year in the WBBL ripping the sort of hamstring off her um off bone, ripping it? it away in base what was that yeah I think she just tore it off the bone yeah. similar to what Elise Perry did and um she had to have a you know major operation so she's gone through a huge recovery and just to make it back to the Australian squad for this um series is a huge achievement and uh, yeah, she's one to watch. She's moved back to New South Wales and back to the Sydney Sixers from the, the Renegades and the ACT media, Meteors. So expect her to have a big summer.
0: just on the WBBL, it was announced I think over the last week since we last spoke that they're going to play the first two weeks of the tournament in Tasmania and I guess it's going to be a wait and see scenario as to when Victoria and New South Wales, whether they do open up at the start of November, could they potentially schedule games in those states in the back half of the WBBL season, unlike last year where everything was reserved for a hub in Sydney? I
1: think nothing's out of the question. I think you sort of will likely see them go from Tasmania, then to Queensland and Adelaide. I think they're the other states they can travel yeah. to at the moment. And but there's no, you know, there's no doubt that if say, um, you know, the, the top team this year after the preliminary stage hosts the final. So if, if the Thunder or the Sixers or one of the Melbourne sides were to finish top, you know, we might get a home, one of those might get a home final. We saw last year the Sydney Sixers' only home game. Sorry. Yeah, last year, the only home game was the final. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see.
0: Speaking with Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Filter podcast, I noticed just having a look internationally, Menas, the Pakistan Cricket Board Chairman, Rabi's Rajo, who's a well-known media personality in Pakistan cricket as well, says he felt used and binned when England cancelled their tour of Pakistan next month, and we know about the situation there. We spoke a little bit about it last week, so... Do you think there's an element of sympathy that should be directed towards the Pakistani cricket hierarchy?
1: Uh, well, look, you know, Ramiz Raj is the new chairman of the Pakistan Cricket Board and he's certainly swinging a few punches after New Zealand pulled out and yeah. England has cancelled their tour. I um, oh, Look, I have a lot of sympathy for them, but it's, it's a really hard thing to know. If, if New Zealand were given advice that uh, was a credible security threat, then they had to pull their team out and... I think England just don't want to take the risk, and they've just just pulled the pin earlier, you know, pulled the, the pin early just to avoid it. No, it's a sad situation, but you know, it's, yeah, it just hard, the fans miss out because they haven't had cricket for twelve years in their country, so a real shame.
0: Pete Lawler wrote an interesting article in the News Limited papers actually today about, I guess, summarising the fact that the number of series have been cancelled and what this means for international cricket going forward with the whole COVID situation as well. Do you think that there have been things that have been fractured as a result? Because this isn't the first instance where a series has had to be cancelled and sometimes it's unavoidable. But it's just interesting the article that he wrote uh, saying whether relations will be damaged as a result.
1: Look, I'm sure relations will be damaged and, you know, Australia were due to go to Pakistan early next year. And look, I'm just not sure that's going to happen. I think that could be another cancelled tour for Australia. Um, I guess what, what's really struck me over this whole period is how little Test cricket Australia's played. Mm. We just have not played enough Test cricket. There's, I know there's, a lot, there's reasons for it, but surely they could have fit some other Test series in. Um, for the Australian team. However, get a bit creative, even if they were outside the Test Championship. But uh, it seems very strange. Australia's cancelled a lot of tours and hasn't picked up anything in between.
0: Well, they cancelled the tour of South Africa, which was slated for earlier this year from memory. Um, so is it true since the start of the pandemic, just refresh my memory, the, tour, the, the Test Series against India at home last summer, is that the only Test Series they played in or am I missing
1: something? That's the only one, yeah. They've only played four tests since the Ashes.
0: Wow. Amazing, isn't it? There you go. Time does Mm. fly. Uh, Just in regards to the international cricketing discussion points, we're speaking with Andrew Menzel, by the way, from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. The IPL is underway. Who stood out in the few matches played thus far, and what are your predictions for the tournament?
1: (laughs) Well, we saw a terrific start with, um, you know, the big game last night with the... um, Good job, Super Kings falling short, um, you know, terrific chase. But we haven't seen much from the Australians yet. Uh, Glenn Maxwell was out for 10 in his first game for the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Josh Hazelwood's been playing for the Chennai Super Kings. He bowled pretty well in the first game. Um, but, yeah, there's only been, I think, three games so far. So, um, yeah, a lot to come. I'd like to see Steve Smith get a game for the Delhi Capitals and some warm-up for the um, T20 World Cup.
0: I was going to say, too, you know relations might be a little bit tense between England and India, and even some of the English players don't go to the IPL, given how lucrative that competition is.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. A few players pulled out. Also, it's, it's interested to see David Warner in the IPL. He was dropped in the first half before it took a break. So um, whether he can force his way back into the Sunrisers team and then um, do well, he's such a force in the IPL, and if carry that form in the T20 World Cup, maybe we are a chance.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Meners, really appreciate your time. Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: Thanks, Damien. Cheers. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba 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 Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.